my message I want to just leave with you real quick in just a few minutes is simply this. Go God's way. Turn to somebody real quick and tell them, go God's way. That's the message tonight. Go God's way. I'm reading uh, out of the Old Testament, and you, just, you can listen. Um, and it's out of Ruth, the book of Ruth, uh, chapter 1. And just to give you a little bit of just the context, I just want to read quite a portion of this and then just kind of walk through it. And it's such an important message, I believe, for somebody. I pray that this word would be an encouragement to you. And if you, I want to tell you, go God's way. Ruth chapter 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And a man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephratites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab, and they remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her, her two sons. These two sons, they took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. They lived there in the country of Moab for about 10 years, and then both sons died. And so the woman, Naomi, was left without her two sons and her husband. And then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. I say that again. While she was in the land of Moab, she heard that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. It doesn't say how she found out that there was suddenly food back in Bethlehem, but she found out. It could have been a number of things. It could have been just word of mouth as, as, as the word and the truth of just this good news started to travel all the way from Judah all the way to the country of Moab. Because when God is doing something good, people start to talk about it. When there's good news, the saints need to talk about it. When we know that God provides, somebody needs to speak up and talk about it. Can I get an amen? So Naomi sets out from that place where she was with her two daughters-in-law. And they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. And then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices, and they wept because they were grieving a lot of pain. They'd experienced death. There had been a lot of grief and sorrow over the course of 10 years. They wept together. And then the scripture says that they spoke up and they said, no, we will return with you to your people. Now in verse 11, Naomi says, well, turn back, my daughters. Why, why will you go with me? I, have I set yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I'm too old to even have another husband. If, if I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this very night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait until they were grown, she says? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And here's Naomi. Just enough faith to know that she has to go back to her homeland. That she has to go where God is. But not enough faith to tell her daughters-in-law to come with her. Clearly, a story where a mother-in-law's faith was wavering. 
because of pain, because of the hardship, because of the loss of life. And she was in despair and her heart was sorrowful. It is a reminder of what God will do if we look to him and go God's way. And so Naomi, interesting enough, discourages her two daughters to travel with her back to the place where God provides. And so here's the reaction. Again, they begin to weep and they begin to cry. A lot of sorrow, a lot of pain. But when there is sorrow and when there is pain, you have to go God's way. Don't allow sorrow and pain, don't allow grief and despair to convince you that God will not provide. There is a Savior. His name is Jesus. And it is God's desire to respond to your sorrow. It is God's desire to show up when you're in despair. It is God's desire that he would show himself faithful when all is at loss. And so scripture says that they cry once again. And Orpah, she kissed her mother-in-law and left back to her own homeland. And scripture gives us no further news about the life of Orpah as she heads back to the country of Moab. But Ruth, the Bible says, Ruth clung to her. And she says this, this is what, this is what Naomi says. She says once again, look, your sister-in-law Orpah has gone back to her people and to her gods. And scripture gives us a clear indication with the lowercase g that these were pagan gods. These were the idols of man. Those things that we grab hold of outside of the righteousness of God, outside of the holiness of God. You see, the country of Moab was known to be a place where there was idolatry. Everything that man created was everything that man worshipped. They didn't worship the one true living God. And here in just this, this, in this terrible place of despair in Naomi's life, she even tells Ruth, listen, I, I feel like I have nothing to give, even in this moment of feeling hopeless, but yet enough to know that she has to go back to her homeland. It's almost like Naomi knew enough that she has to get back to God, but not strong enough to be a witness to anybody else. But although she was weak in her faith, Ruth knew something about her God and was convinced that she was not going to go back to the country of Moab like her sister Orpah. And so Ruth responds and Ruth says, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. Ruth basically says, don't talk to me anymore about going back to the country of Moab. She says, listen, for where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. That's the key point right there. Your God is going to be my God. The one who you believe in, even though your faith is wavering right now. But I know enough that your God provides. I know enough that your God heals. I know enough that your God is Savior. I know enough that your God is going to be my God. That's the God I'm going to. And she says, where you die, I will die. 
and there will I be buried, she says. Meaning, when I die, don't even take me back to the country of Moab where I used to live. Because what was in the past is going to stay in the past. Because when I give my life to God, there's no looking back. That's what Ruth was talking about. This incredible, incredible testimony of faith rises up in a young lady who was grieving just as much as Naomi, just as much as Orpah. But she says, look, I'm going all the way. And she says, may the Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said, no more. There's nothing else to say when you choose to go God's way. When you choose to go God's way, you're choosing to leave your past behind. The pain of it, the grief, the sorrow, the despair, your failures, everything that went wrong 10 years ago, I don't know if it's just me, but I, I could tell you about some things that went wrong 10 years ago. Has anybody else experienced something that's gone wrong 10 years ago? Maybe just five years ago. Maybe just a year ago. Can I get an amen? I got to know that there's some people up in here that understand what I'm talking about. But when you choose to go God's way, what happened a year ago needs to stay right back a year ago. What happened a year ago doesn't need to go with you when you go God's way. Because when you go God's way, you go the way of salvation. And the way of salvation is the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross of Jesus Christ represents every failure, every flaw, every discouragement in life went to the cross with Jesus Christ. It is amazing how you and I attempt to carry our past with us each and every day. But if you understand the power of the cross, you are free from the past. You are free from sin. You are free from the burden and the bondage of sin. The chains of sin are broken. You're made a new person in Christ Jesus today if you receive the love of Jesus Christ. If you give your life to Jesus Christ, if you surrender, if you receive his forgiveness that's offered to you through the power of the cross, his blood that was shed, that washes and cleanses us, makes you and I a new person. And there's no other way to be cleansed. There's no other way to be made whole. There's no other way to be a new person. There's no other way to overcome your past but through Jesus Christ. Naomi said, go home and you'll find rest. There's no rest in the country of Moab. There's no rest in the ways of the world. There's no rest in the effort to praise and worship the idols of this world. You'll find no rest in money. You'll find no rest in career. You'll find no rest in the highest level of education. You'll find no rest in the largest apartment on the Upper West Side. You'll find no rest finally getting a house out in the countryside with grass and a picket white fence. That's not how you find rest. All of the things that I just listed are simply temporary fixes for man in the effort to finally find rest. But it never satisfies. That all represents the country of Moab. 
The country of Moab had a lot of things going on, a lot of material things going on, a lot of flash and a lot of this and that, a lot of pagan worship and idolatry, a lot of praise for man. But the true rest is only found in Jesus Christ. I'm talking the rest that you need in your mind. The rest that you need in your mind. You know what I'm talking about when your mind can't stop. It's just on overdrive and you're just constantly processing things that are going on right now. And you're processing things that have gone on last week. And it's just you feel overwhelmed in your mind. You know what I'm talking about? And you just can't find rest. The only rest that you can find is being a part of the kingdom of God. To know that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of your life. To know that he's a healer. To know that he will provide. You see, here's what's so amazing about the decision that Ruth made in comparison to the decision that Orpah made. When Orpah made her decision, we never heard about Orpah ever again. But the decision that Ruth made led her to a place in life where she became a part of a kingdom legacy. And the kingdom legacy is all about Jesus Christ. You see, eventually, if you read through the book of Ruth, Ruth gets married again. She marries a fine young man named Boaz. Now, I'm just going to speed up the process for the sake of time. Some of y'all know your Old Testament. Well, let me give you a little bit of some Old Testament nuggets about Ruth. When you make a decision to go God's way, your life points to the Savior, Jesus Christ. Your life becomes something far more meaningful than you could have ever planned for when you say, I'm going God's way. You see, here's what's really awesome about the story of Ruth. We know her to be the great-grandmother of King David. For those of you that don't know who King David is, he's the little guy that fought the big tall guy named Goliath one day. Yeah, his great-grandmother was Ruth. Oh, and by the way, King David, it is out of the lineage of King David that the Savior, Jesus Christ, was born in a little town called Bethlehem. Bethlehem is that place where Ruth decided to go. When she was faced against all odds. It didn't seem practical to go back to Bethlehem, go back to the country of Moab. But Ruth knew enough in her faith that the only way I should go is God's way. And when you go God's way, your life belongs to him and you become a part of a kingdom legacy that will change your life forever. And she becomes the great-grandmother of King David. And King David, out of his lineage, is born a savior, Jesus Christ, in the very same town that Ruth showed up and said, I'm going God's way. You know what the, you know what the word Bethlehem means? It means house of bread. You know what Jesus said when he showed up on the earth? He said, I am the bread of life. He said, and I am the bread of life. And he who comes to me will never be hungry, will never thirst again. You see, when Ruth decided to go God's way, her life points us to the bread of life. When Ruth decided to go to the house of bread, what happens is is she becomes a testimony of the bread of life. When you choose to go outside of God's way, nobody's going to remember you. I don't want an Orpah story. 
I want a Ruth story. I want to go God's way. I want you to make a decision tonight to go to the house of bread where there's provision. I, I don't know how Naomi found out, but with God, there's provision. Jesus is the bread of life. I, I've, I've come to, to realize, just, just me personally, that I'm not living for anything if I don't live my life for Jesus Christ. And, and Jesus Christ represents healing, salvation, his glory, his righteousness, and provision. You have to go God's way in order to experience the bread of life. You know, you know how we live life sometimes here in New York City? Like, man, I'm just, I'm starving for change. I'm st I mean, I'm just, I'm just starving for something different. Anybody ever express thoughts like that? Like, I, I, just, I just need change. I, I, you know, anybody ever said, like, I feel like I'm dying in New York City right now? I, I, I used to mentor young brothers and, and, and work with a program with drug prevention and, and gang prevention. And then brothers used to always come to me like, yo, 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 ham, yo, I'm starving out here. We starving out here in New York City, man. And then they actually say this line like, yo, there ain't no bread out here for nobody, man. And in street terms, that means it was like, there's no, there's no money. I'm sorry. I, just, I figured I'd explain it. when. <laughs> so so out, out on the streets, you know, you know, you, anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, a few people. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's a street term for, for no money. And so brothers will be like, yeah, there's, no, there's no bread. There's no bread out here. Because, you know, bread is that, that one particular food substance that represents everything that we need, right? So, and, so, and brothers will be like, yeah, there's no bread. There's no bread. And I, and, and I love being able to take that, that sort of that urban jargon and, and turn it around on them and be like, yo, there, there is bread. There's bread. Yo, I, I got this bread. Like, once you taste this bread... Yo, my man, you will, you will never be hungry again. And then, you know, you get the young brothers, they be like, yo, where's that at? Where, where's that? Hey, yo, ham, where's that bread at? And I, I get so excited. I, I keep getting them all revved up. I'm like, yo, wait for it. Wait for it. I'm like, all right, you ready? You, you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. I say, listen, you, all your needs are going to be met. You don't have to stress no more. You don't have to continue to try to figure out how you're going to make it work because when you taste this bread, that's it. It, it will satisfy not just, not just your, your emotions, not just your, your thoughts, but your soul is going to be fed. What's that? What's that? It is Jesus. It's Jesus. And all you got to do is just say, say, Jesus, I receive you. Come into my life. Be the bread of my life. I want to go your way. And, and, and like Ruth tonight, all in. No turning back. No more trying to figure out some of the things on your own. 
Ruth said, all of me is going to Bethlehem. Ruth said, you bury me in Bethlehem. Bury me in the house of bread. Don't take me back. No turning back. If this message has spoken to you tonight, I want to pray with you. Make a decision tonight to be fully satisfied with the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. You don't have to be ashamed nor embarrassed. No turning back. Those of you here tonight that are saying, I'm going to go God's way all the way, all the way. Some of you tonight, maybe you've just been going back and forth. It's like been one way here, one way there, but like all the way. Here's another thing I want to pray about tonight. I just want to pray for any, any of you that may feel like Naomi, at least in the early part of this narrative. If you read on, Naomi's faith started to rise again as God healed her heart. You go back and you read the book of Ruth. But maybe some of you tonight, you feel like Naomi. Maybe you just, you know, Naomi came back home and just was like, no, my, my name is Mara. It, it's, it's, uh, I am bitter and I am sorrowful. She said, don't even call me Naomi anymore. Maybe that might be you tonight, just feeling like, no, no, I have no faith for nobody else and I can barely even get back to God myself. And if that's you, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I surrender all. My entire life now belongs to you. I receive you as Savior. I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins. And because of you, Jesus, I'm a new person. I'm going your way. And I believe in faith that you will heal my heart, provide all that I need. You will be my God and I belong to you. I trust you with my life. In your name I pray.